indoamericannews@yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 PM with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Indo American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Hello everyone. So nice to have you back with us. It's been a week and uh, the way it's going, it's already February. I cannot believe it. It's almost Valentine's Day. Oh Sanchali. Goodness. Hello, yes, hello, yes. hello, 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 hello. Everyone to... out there in Radio Land. This is Indo-American News. Jawahar is so excited about Valentine's Day. I'm sure he has a sweet Valentine in mind. Uh, you, who you, he's <laughs> going to take out to dinner, Sanchali. wine her, dine her, and mm-hmm. be nice to her. And walk away from her. <laughs> That's Jawahar's style. Sanchali. <laughs> Ramon is very, very amused. Sanchali. <laughs> he agrees wholeheartedly, right? <laughs> yes. I can see the wholehearted agreement. Yes. Sanchali, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to walk away. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> so, talking about walk away, I actually saw the International Space Station fly by yesterday, last night. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, How did you know? 7:20 it started until 7:24 in the evening i oh, was at terry hershey so park everyone was oh, okay. privy to this knowledge i didn't know about and it. and it's it's traveling at 227 miles above the earth wow at the speed of 17000 miles per hour hmm. so it actually there's an arc i mean it was traveling so fast it was just amazing how did you know it was like a general Announced? information it, i didn't well, know about this. yeah yeah i heard it on npr t- on tv someplace or oh, npr or someplace oh, like oh. that and so what time was this 7:20 in the evening so i w- like i said i went to terry ashi park you got to get away from all the bright yeah. lights yeah and man it, it just traveled so quickly and then but when it ended on the right hand side uh, it it traveled from the northwest to the north uh, to the southeast right ah, okay. and so uh, the moon was in the uh, just rising up it was like a big ball over here oh, wow. and then when it when the space shuttle disappeared it was actually because it came under the eclipse of the moon oh wow can you so imagine it went Very just nice. behind the moon yeah. right but yeah. the moon shadow went on top of yeah, it yeah 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 That's neat. I'm so trying did to you figure out was it in front of the moon or behind the moon? No, well it, see the moon is on the right hand side let's say. Yeah. And it so it, it flew front, it flew right? in behind in front and then the sun was behind the moon so then the moon shadow went on the on the space station and and it went dark. Oh. So that's how it works. So Jawar did you see the Chinese balloon? That's what I was going to no. ask you next that I thought you were <laughs> so, going to tell me you saw the Chinese balloon get in shot Montana at. Someone saw it and took pictures. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of pictures of it. Mm-hmm. The, no, no, pictures it's been shot down. So yeah, I yeah. wonder if anyone has so taken pictures. They actually pictures shot it down? Of, yeah. yeah. When? Over I, the Atlantic uh, a few hours ago. So oh. I was thinking that it, no, it was quite a while back because no, it, no. at 10 o'clock in the morning when I was driving I heard it was shot no. down. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to cross in from the Carolinas into the Atlantic. Right. They didn't want to shoot it. Uh, right, because they land. didn't know about the debris, what kind of damage it would create. And so now there's, there's a big to-do. Blinken won't go to China. China's saying, sorry, we, this was a research thing. And, uh, did you know that there's another balloon? Uh, it, this is in my news. I'm yeah. giving it away, but no, no, there's no, another moon over the Don't give it away right now. Don't give it away. Tell it in the okay. news. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let it be a suspense. Then sure, people will sure. listen to to the news. <laughs> okay. It's you're you're talking like that M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the knock on the door or something yeah. like that. Which is worth seeing actually. All right. All right. So now uh, Sanchali, are you going to do the lineup or are you going to start talking about Valentines? No, no, no. I don't have the lineup. By the way, we should have a Valentine's Day special like next what? next like Saturday. What's what's the special? Tell me. Play you songs. can you can buy me flowers. Mm-hmm. Or and you can buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. <laughs> so I love to go to my famous French restaurant, Jacques in the Box. Oh no, 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 no. I am I I, I pass. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques in the Box. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. So, as you know, you're listening to Indo American News Radio, and today is the 4th of February, and we are really excited and delighted to have you joining us. You must have heard the first hour of Classically Yours with Jyoti, where she played filmy songs based on Rag Mand. So, now we are into our main section, which is our interview section. And um, you must be listening to us either on 98.7 FM or on the Masala Radio app. And by Monday, you will be hearing our recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. Please do support our show. Select follow on our Spotify podcast channel to receive new updates. And please do give us a five star rating. Um, at 4.20 p.m., we will be joined by Houston City Councilman at Large, Position 3, Michael Kubosh. He's been here with us a few times earlier as well. So he does not mince his words when he dic- disagrees with an issue and speaks his mind, as he did with opposing traffic cameras. A former Bales bondsman and foster home administrator, Kubosh is term-limited and has thrown hat into the ring for the city controller position being vacated by Chris Brown. So he will be talking to us today to explain his motivations for the position. Laura Franks Davis has spent years perfecting her craft as a public relations consultant for a variety of clients, winning a silver PRSA Excalibur Award. She will be joining us at 4.50 p.m. today to explain what PR is and what it takes to help businesses build their profile and reach more markets. Ever watch those videos of a flyby through mountain ranges and above high buildings and wonder how it was done? Drone technology has become so advanced and pervasive in many industries that have benefited from looking into obscure areas to search for objects. Drone flight has become an industry with its own rules and regulations. At 5.20 p.m., Troy Burwell will visit us to explain some of the facets of the drone flight industry. Also, stay tuned in for News Roundup, View Sports, Views, Sports and Movie Reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. 
and visit our website indoamerican-news.com to track all current stories and remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. And now here's Pramod with his fabulous news roundup. Thank you, Sanjali. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. While the Houston area survived the recent polar vortex with just near-freezing temperatures, the DFW and Austin areas are still recovering from the aftermath of a severe ice storm. Those regions suffered from downed power lines, toppled trees, and icy road conditions. Now the polar vortex is affecting the northeast with sub-zero temperatures. The Arctic blasts across New Hampshire's town of Mount Vernon pushed the wind chill down to 103 degrees below zero. How cold is it there? If you happen to go out without gloves, your hands would get a frostbite just within a minute. A mysterious balloon hovering over the United States is causing a frostbite in the relations between China and the United States. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has canceled his upcoming visit to China. A foreign ministry officials in China say that it was a weather balloon that veered off course. The Biden administration has shot down the balloon as it entered the Atlantic Ocean from the Carolinas. Pentagon officials hope to recover any intelligence gathering equipment aboard the balloon. Now, another balloon has been spotted over Latin America. Meanwhile, India is contending with the financial fallout associated with the Adani market crash. India's Securities and Exchange Board said today that it is committed to ensuring market integrity and structural strength despite the escalating crisis at Adani. In nearby Pakistan, the International Monetary Fund is playing hardball with the Pakistan government. Before agreeing to another $7 billion bailout, the IMF wants Pakistan to reduce the subsidy to electricity consumers, hike fuel prices, and privatize loss-making state units. The Pakistan Treasury is down to its last $3 billion in reserves, and the exchange rate has already fallen to 276 Pakistani rupees to the U.S. dollar. Meanwhile, Ukraine is bracing for a new offensive from Russia. The Putin regime has already suffered the loss of 200,000 Russian soldiers. Western countries are providing Ukraine with leopard tanks from Germany and Abrams tanks from the United States. The U.S. is also providing long-range missiles that will allow Ukraine to attack targets deep inside Russia and Crimea. In sports news, cricket fans are looking forward to the test series between India and Australia. The first test match will take place in Nagpur starting on Wednesday at 10 p.m. our time. Meanwhile, the Indian women's team lost to South Africa in the finals of the Tri-Series tournament and is awaiting the start of the T20 World Cup. The first match will take place between South Africa and Sri Lanka on Friday at 11 a.m. our time. NFL Super Bowl will take place next Sunday, February 12th at 5.30 p.m. between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams have a 14-3 record and feature young black quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs 
and Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. In their last meeting in October, the Chiefs won by a score of 43-30. to The Houston Texans will be watching the Super Bowl on TV, like most of us, but they are pinning their future hopes on DeMarco, DeMico rather, Ryans, who was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Ryans will be the coach of the Texans. He had played for the Texans early in his career. Finally, this afternoon, the Telangana government is planning to spend 179 crores of rupees to install a massive egg-shaped torch in the middle of Hyderabad's Hussein Sagar. The Telangana Martyrs Memorial, Memorial rather, will feature the world's largest seamless stainless steel structure that will sim- be similar to the stainless steel beam sculptures that are in Houston and Chicago. That's all the news for this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. So I have two questions for you, Pramod, based on the newscast. One is, how are the Pentagon officials hoping to recover any intelligence gathering equipment aboard the balloon? How will they get a hold of the debris? It will be like far-flung all through the ocean, right? Yeah, they'll have to search for it. You think it will be possible? I think... They must be monitoring the The, uh, They have certain ways. They have ways. (laughs) Listen, if you could find an aspirin-sized capsule in the middle of the desert in Australia, you can can find stuff like this. It's pinging all over the place. Next next question is, Putin regime has already suffered the loss of 200,000 Russian soldiers. How many Ukrainian lives? They haven't given the numbers, but I imagine it's probably in the same range. You think? Yeah. Okay. All right. right. Hey, I want to quickly jump in and talk about this one event. This is, I mentioned this last time, a very good friend of mine, Salman Pirzada. I mentioned Mm -hmm. to you that he's in a wheelchair, but his voice is just absolutely fantastic. And he sent along a little clip I wanted people to listen to. He's holding an event. He, he, it's a tribute to the two great legends of Indian film industry, Mohammed Rafi and Mukesh. It's at the Sitar Cuisine of India at 25701 I-45 North in Spring. And it starts, uh, it's on the 5th, and which is tomorrow at 7.30. The tickets are only $25. And you can listen to Salman plus some other people, Rekha, his wife, Fahim Kadri, and Jamil Durani. So um, I think it would be real, well worth the time to go there. And as I said, I have a clip from him. He he just sent it over. So I want to, people to listen to this. I'm going to play it from my phone. Hang on. Here we go. It was in...
Well, that is Salman Pirzada singing, and as you can tell from his voice, he sounds so much like Mohammed Rafi, yes, and yes. and he has he has uh, all the talent. He has all the musicians in the background. He does. He's done some playback work in Bali in Bollywood, along with his wife Rekha, as well as in Pakistan. But I think you'll have a great time if you go there. Uh, Sitar Cuisine of India tomorrow at seven thirty. Uh, at uh, let's see where it is two five seven zero one I forty five North in Spring. So if you need uh, any other information, you can call eight three two four two nine five zero two one. And Salman is a heck of a guy. So I, I have some um, really. I, I I mentioned how I met him last time. It was really Im- remarkable. So we have some shocking news to share. Share, share. Sure. So uh, Pramod just told us that uh, Vani Jairam passed away. And I just looked it up, and it seems she there was a Tamil Nadu police have registered a case under the suspicious death over the passing away of noted playback singer Vani Jairam. Wow! After she was found dead in the house uh, on Saturday, which is today earlier. Wow! How yeah. tragic! So very tragic. Very, I don't think she was that old, right? Okay. We've got yeah. we've got ten seconds before we go to a station okay, to a well, commercial stay break. Stay tuned, everyone. Yes, stay tuned and we'll be back with more from Indo-American News Radio. American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. This is the life. Sipping on a margarita, lounging on the top deck of the Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. Yes, honey, we are on the largest cruise ship in the world. Mm. We'll dine at the amazing restaurants, enjoy Broadway shows and gambling casinos. Sail the Allure of the Seas every Sunday from Galveston to Cozumel, Costa Maya and Roatan. Call Deepti Mehta at Travel Express at 713-468-7000 to get exclusive special offers. Offers. She can save you a bundle and get you the best cabins. Willie Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social, or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, immigration attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala, 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are now going to be joined by our guest, the first guest, who's actually been uh, holding for us. Uh, it is uh, none other than Councilman at Large, Michael Kubash. He served as uh, in that position since 2014, representing the entire city of Houston. So before his election uh, to office, Kubash organized a campaign to remove the red light cameras in Houston, and yay for that. 
The Citizens Against Red Light Camera campaign collected more than 50,000 petition signatures to improve public safety. As a result, Houston voters approved a charter amendment that prohibits the use of red light cameras in Houston. So Kobash also led a petition campaign, Free to Give, to prevent the city of Houston from making the feeding of the hungry and the homeless a criminal act. Now, Kobash's professional experience includes working in the bail bond business, including serving on the Harris County Bail Bond Board and as director of the state bail bond organization, which is the professional bondsman of Texas. Kobash is married with five children. He has an adoptive son and has served as a state licensed child care administrator for two former group homes with 47 children. He has 18 grandchildren and two great grandsons. Welcome to the show, Michael. So good to have you with us again. Thank you very much. It's good to be back with your listeners. I believe this is my second time to be on your show. I think it's your third time, actually. Okay. I, I, I was going to say three, but, but I, I knew it. I knew for sure it was a definitely uh, uh, some fast experience, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course, of course. Were you ever in radio, Michael? I I have. Um, I've never been in radio, but, but you've got I've, the I've voice. You got voice. you got yes, the voice I was for this. Say the same thing. <laughs> you do. Y'all are being very kind, <laughs> and I appreciate that. You know, they. I've been told I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what y'all are really saying. No, no, you need to come over here and host our show sometime. I mean, I, I bet you we'll get a lot of people calling in, ooh, is that guy with a gravel <laughs> voice. So, you know, I, I've been in the public eye now for uh, over, over just almost 20 years due to a lot of different things that I've done, mm-hmm. taking on issues even before I was a council member. Right. And I've been on I, I, I've been on a lot of TV shows and radio, and right. I've learned that, that, that people – uh, speak in in fifth grade language English. Uh, <laughs> some, some of the people that 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 are trying to communicate w- with the public are are talking over their heads. They're using acronyms, right? And, and they don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, so they lose the ability to communicate with them. But if you keep it simple, and, and you make your message simple, and 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 you and you don't talk too long, they'll listen to you, and perhaps they'll understand. Right. Dad used to tell me, it's not how much you say, son, it's what you say that people will remember. Now, do you think that that's the secret to your success on city council? Because you've been there now. Quality for, versus yeah, quantity. Yeah, you've been there eight years. So. Yes, yes. Uh, well, this is my 10th year. I'm in my 10th year. Oh, 2014, uh, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, th- this is my 10th year. I got elected in, at the, uh, and was sworn in on, on 2024, 20, 2014. And I'll be out of office on 2024, so uh, I, I, this is my my last year up, mm-hmm. up until January, and I've I really enjoyed serving as a council member. I, I, Jay, I ran as an outsider. I, right. I said, if you put me on the inside, I'll tell you what's really going on at City Hall. Uh oh. And, and and that resonated with with the voters. And the my first election, I was in a runoff, but I won. And the second election. I was the only uh, citywide elected official, mm-hmm. including the controller and the mayor, mm-hmm. that won without a runoff. Right. Uh, and, yeah. And I, I got 60% of the vote, and, and I got the largest number of votes uh, in the history of any any city council member that's ever ran for uh, for office anywhere in the United States. And and I, I did that because I, I've, I've always wanted, wanted to listen to the people and do what's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you do have a point, and then they listened to you when you did the red light camera 
uh, campaign or against the red light cameras, which was uh, really, I, I liked it because I actually got a ticket for one of those damn red light cameras. Well, the cameras were really about gathering revenue. It wasn't yep. about safety. In fact, accidents increased as a result of the cameras. And, and, and the, the camera companies never wanted to admit it. They had to admit it in San Diego when they put them there that they had shortened the caution light. Mm-hmm. And if you shorten the caution light enough, you'll be able to get people to run the red light very, very often because as they're approaching the light, it turns caution. And then if it immediately turns red, well, then you run the red light. Michael, for my information and for our listeners' information, what exactly does the city controller do? Well, uh, the city controller is to keep, uh, according to the charter, is to keep books of accounts of the city and to make financial reports and statements uh, uh, that are uh, that are provided by the, the terms of the act that created the, the office. It, we we do audits. Uh, we 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 sign documents saying that there's uh, there's enough money to pay for for this ordinance that council is going to vote on. So so that makes it a very powerful office. Oh yeah, and it's it's usually a position that people jump from there to run for mayor. That happened with Kathy Whitmire. That happened with a couple of other people. Happened with uh, Anise Parker. Correct. Uh, but it's not going to happen with me. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm this uh, is it. I, I, let's face it. I'm 72 years old this month, uh-huh. and if I serve two four-year terms, if I were to be so uh, so fortunate to do that, I'd be 80 years old. I think. I think it's time to. You would uh, be to, the same age as our President Biden. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be time to put this to, th- th- this man uh, th- to doing something else. Maybe give me a fishing pole and let me sit by my grandson. <laughs> right. Now, um, Sanchali jumped uh, to that question, but for people who just tuned in or tuned in a little late, just want to remind you that, uh, that Councilman Michael Kubash, who's uh, at large district th- or at large position three, is has already thrown his in his hat to the ring to run for city controller of the city of Houston, a position which is held by Chris Brown at the moment. Um, is Chris also term limited, Michael? Yes, he is. He's right. term limited. Right. So and uh, we uh, and and you have an an opponent already declared at the same time that you declared. Yes, and and remember this: there's only five citywide elected officials. Mm-hmm. That's the mayor, the controller, and five at-large council. Correct. There's only seven. Right. And and of those seven, only two are full time. Well, the mayor and the controller. Correct. Are full time positions where they're paid full time money mm-hmm. and they have a full time job. They can't do anything else. They can't work in another business. Right. As a as an at-large council member. For a while, I continued to have a bonding uh, business, but I'm no longer in that business either. Right. I've completely divested myself of I- any of that. Uh-huh. So, so uh, I'm looking forward to to doing this. Uh, when, uh, please tell me your name, the lady that asked me the question. Sanchali. Charlie, uh, the 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 charter is very clear in in uh, Article Eight, Section Three. It says that. The controller shall keep a separate account with each department of government and also other accounts as may be necessary to show a complete financial statement of the city. And then it says, and he shall be, or she, he or she shall be prepared at every regular meeting of city council to give 
such information concerning finances of the city as the council may require. Mm-hmm. Now, no no controller in, in the last 25 years that I know of, and I've been going to council probably at least that long, mm-hmm. have ever sit or been in every city council uh, regular meeting on, on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they give a report uh, to council on a Tuesday once a month. Right. And it lasts about 15 minutes and then they leave. Mm-hmm. But, but I ask you, uh, he's, uh, the controller is a full-time position. Mm-hmm. What is more important than being in the city government seat where votes are taking place where the council members may want to ask you a question, but you're not there. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? And, 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 responsible. and I know why, because the mayor don't want them there. Right. You know, <laughs> they, they don't want a possible uh, <laughs> conflict of, of statements from the controller's office and the city, uh, city uh, finance director. So, so, so uh, uh, if if you get elected, and we certainly wish you good luck in in that department, but if you get elected, do you intend to be uh, do you do you intend to be a a thorn in the side, so to say? <laughs> well, I, well, I, I, I said that to, I, to, I said all this to say this. You know, uh, when I'm elected, I'm I'm going to be in council. I, I've told the candidates, uh, Senator Whitmire and some of the others that are running for mayor. I said, uh, when I'm elected controller, I, I'm going to sit in that uh, in, in council. Mm-hmm. Now, I may not have a seat at the table. You may not want me to sit around the horseshoe with you, but but I'm going to be in the council chamber uh, until the last vote's taken every week. Because what more? What is more important than the controller being there to answer questions that the council may have? Absolutely. And, and many times we vote. And then, and later we said, well, we should have had the controller here so we could ask him this or that. Yeah. Well, he's never there, so you right, can't do exactly. That. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. It's uh, kind of like a follow-up question. So, w- is the controller responsible for maintaining or you know doing anything with the budget? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if, if the controller, uh, I'll give you one example that I know of. Back in my first term in 2014-15. Right at the end of the, my fifth, my first term in the year of the fifth, the fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, there there were some uh, airport contracts coming before city council, but they never made it. We mm-hmm. heard that they were coming, but they never made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, they were even put on the agenda at one time and had to be taken off. Why? Because the controller refused to sign them. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the controller has the power of the pen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, one of the first things I'll do when I become a controller, because I'll have 55 employees and I'll have about a $9 million budget, mm-hmm. I'll hire me a general counsel so that I'll know what I can and can't do. And if there's a gray area, then I may wade out in that water and find out because I don't want to I don't want to sign documents that, that puts the city and in, in, in encumbers us in, in the mess that we're currently in. It, I believe if we had had strong controllers over the last 30 years who would who would have not agreed to sign all this spending, uh, I think we wouldn't be in, in the situation we're in where we have such a deficit. Well, I mean, we're running toward a financial cliff. I don't know if you all are aware of that, but we've paid uh, raises to the firefighters, the, the police, and the city employees on what we call ARPA funds or CARES dollars from the COVID money we received, we received over a one billion uh, five hundred thousand 
$500 million in COVID dollars. Right. And of this money, uh, we used it to, to pay raises. Now, this isn't reoccurring money. It's not going to be there next year. Right. So the next mayor and council and controller is going to have to deal with the shortfall. And how do you think they're going to do it? Well, I have some plans and I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm I'm going I'm starting to to float those ideas out there. First of all, this, if you know anything about large uh, uh, educational institutions like Harvard, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, University of Texas. They have nearly a trillion dollars mm-hmm. in, in endowment money. Endowment that, that money, yeah. Mm-hmm. They can never use it. They can only use the interest. Mm-hmm. If, if we were to get uh, set up an endowment for the city of Houston where we could get, uh, let's say we got $20 billion in that fund, over, because uh, billionaires aren't going to give the money to the city and let the city leaders squander it. Right. But, but they may put it in an endowment to help the city that they love. Uh-huh. That they they were raised in and that they believe in. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had a if we had a twenty billion dollar endowment, and some of these endowments get as much as ten percent even here recently, uh, we, we would have uh, we would have uh, uh, substantial money, ten uh, percent of of twenty billion dollars, be two billion dollars to pay firefighters, police, uh, just the interest, just spend the interest, yeah. infrastructure, uh, roads, our flooding problems. We've got to do better than what we're doing, and we have to build for the future. And I think an endowment is the way to do it. Well, that's that's a very nice idea, and uh, hope, I certainly think that it's it's worth considering and, and debating. Uh, the uh, but there is one thing that uh, worked in the favor of the city. Um, the city just recently was able to. Uh, well, you know that the city was in trouble with the pension funds for all the employees at a certain point, and they were in the red for up to $3 billion. And so now they've been able to reduce it uh, to just a little over, I think, is it $1 billion or something like that? I mean, they've been... We're, st- we're still in the hole. We're still in the hole, but, but we've managed to come up with a, a crafty idea to reduce the amount of debt payment that we have. And, and well, that was all done in the legislature, and and I have to applaud uh, Mayor Turner's ability to right. communicate with the legislature uh, to be able to accomplish that. But but he but they basically took the pension away from the firefighters. That that's that, that, that and their and their pension was pretty solid but, because they never allowed us to borrow their money. And then we 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 borrowed money to on bonds to to pay back the police and the and the uh, uh, employees uh, unions for the money we borrowed from them so the city would stay afloat. But, but I, I believe that, uh, that, that, that the way to handle this is to, to have a, a structurally balanced budget, kind of like you do at your home. Right. You know, uh, the, the first time uh, uh, Controller Brown came to City Hall, he gave us a report, mm-hmm. and his report was this. We were not able to pay. The, the example he gave was it's like a person who can't pay their house note. Right. So they're so they're selling their furniture to, to, to be able to pay their house note. But they don't have enough money after selling all their furniture to pay their house note. So they put the balance on their credit card. And uh-huh. he said that in, in council. Uh-huh. Yes. When he did, uh-huh. the mayor was furious. Right. And the mayor said to him, I will never talk to you in public, private again, <laughs> only in public. 
And I asked Chris from time to time, do you ever meet and talk to the mayor in private? And he laughs, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh. But, you know, you're right. The, the Mayor Turner, he went off to the legislature, got the $1 billion for, from them for the pension fund, and was able to use that to reduce our debt, et cetera. I mean, uh, so your idea of going to the legislature and, and asking for an endowment is not a it's not a bad one. In fact, the University of Houston just got an, uh, uh, a $1 billion endowment along with uh, uh, Texas Tech. Well, I, I believe that, that, that the key to, to, to setting up this city so it'll be structurally sound is to set up an endowment and have that there are billionaires all around the world that 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 they could give us money in the endowment and and it would be a, it would be a tax exempt contribution to a, to an endowment we would never be able to spend the endowment uh, right now, Michael, this Chris, is no, I had a question uh, for you no, hold on hold on guys yeah we're going to be going to a commercial break in about uh, oh, okay. uh, we'll, 17 seconds when we'll we come back later. we'll be talking more with councilman Michael Kubash and his ideas for the city controls office that he seeks. We'll be right back, folks. Thank Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Kadar kisi ki sirf bol kar hi nahi ki jati, kyunki chamak se pata chal hi jata hai. हीरा कभी खुद नहीं कहता वो कितना चमकता है महाराजा ज्वेलर्स फॉर व्हेन लव इज टू बी एक्सप्रेस्ड नॉट सेड हैप्पी वैलेंटाइंस डे फ्रॉम महाराजा ज्वेलर्स सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. ChandrikaMasala.com. 713-789-3088. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Welcome back, folks. We're joined once again with the City Councilman at large, Michael Kubash. And Pramod, you had a question for him. Yes, uh, Michael, this is Pramod, one of the other hosts. And uh, you had talked about the endowment. And I was wondering, who would control the purse strings of the endowment? Do you have any ideas? That's a good, that, that's a good question. And, and uh, I have talked to attorneys that have set up endowments for, for, for colleges I have never talked to anybody who set up one for a city, mm-hmm. but I, I believe that it could be uh, an endowment in such a way that, uh, from what I can talk to the attorneys who've told me we can do this, they said we can make it where it's it's uh, it's lawsuit proof, 
where that and that the money has to go to a specific purpose uh and and they'll have to always be a a board you're aware of that yes. uh, mm-hmm. that that, uh, that that would be over the endowment but the the thing is the the endowment would would uh the money we could designate the monies to go to infrastructure repairs uh which are the city greatly needs uh we, you may not realize this, but we had over 400 water leaks as of last Wednesday right. wow. that, that we're working on, and wow. and uh, we have to help our engineers to be able to to uh, uh, fix these things, uh, the flooding, uh, and then we we have public safety. Uh, even though crime is down nine percent, I understand vi- violent crime, violent crime, not 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 uh, you know. Crimes of Mis- theft or misdemeanor, or that, but, but violent, and that's what we're concerned about mostly: people getting um, injured or hurt by violent criminals. But a nine percent decrease from the year before is still pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Michael, uh, you know this endowment, the people, the entities who would contribute to the endowment. They'll want their pound of flesh, right? Uh, there's no free lunch. So no, they, they want some control over the money. Well, they well, might direct well, it to some favorite uh, uh, item of their interest. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I learned uh, right after I got into City Hall was I had read the Long Range Management Financial Report, and it said we were going to be out of money in 2014, and that very much concerned me right. since I was running in 2013. Mm-hmm. And so I put every uh, I put every phone number of every a city council member in my phone from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I knew that they had filed for bankruptcy. Oh. I wanted to find out what happened. Uh-huh. So I called them. I, I would call them from time to time, and I learned that 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 their their city is structured different than ours. They don't have a strong mayoral form of government, and one of the council members was over the pensions, mm-hmm. and and that was the big problem. And I talked to him over and over over the years. And all of a sudden, uh, one day I called him and he said, well, you know, we settled this matter. I said, you did? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, h- 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 how did you settle a bankruptcy? I mean, what yeah. happened? Right. He said, well, the pensioners agreed to take a 6% haircut. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And, and and the the all the all the uh, everybody was made whole by foundations that there, there were large Right. Foundations, Ford Foundation. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe the Mac, I, I don't. He named a bunch of them, and he and, said and, they they they, and, they they pooled their money and and they gave the these uh, city workers uh, and made them whole up to six percent. They lost six percent. And so, Michael, these uh, foundations just did it out of the magnanimity of their hearts and the love well, for the city, I guess. To be. Yeah, uh, and, and, and if you go back and try to find what I just told you on the internet, right, it's very sketchy. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, but and, you know, this all of us know that that they did file bankruptcy, but we never heard what the end was. Right. Yeah. Well, but this does bring out an interesting point. Uh, we have a number of very, very wealthy people in the city of Houston, who uh, who can who can do the same sort of thing here if approached in the right way. And that would help with the uplifting the city. Now, um, on the other hand, we can get some grants. Like we just got a thirty-eight million dollar grant for upgrading Beechnut Street all the way from Hillcroft to Derry Ashford, and uh, that that's sorely needed work. So, it would take a, a person with a lot of 
persuasive skills like you, Michael, to be able to do that. And we certainly wish you a lot of luck in that department. Yes, That's right. all the well, very I best. Wanna, I want to lead. Listen, I have. I heard you read my some things about my family. Mm-hmm. I, I have I, I had eight, I have twenty grandkids now. Oh, wow! Wow! I had two great grandchildren. I have four great grandchildren. Congratulations! I still don't. I don't. I still have the same number of sons and daughters. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, good to know. <laughs> but I will say this: this is this is a city that that my my family lives in. And and uh, and they're impacted by what happens here, for good or for bad. And I want it to be good. Well, I just want to leave with one parting thought. We we're talking about the people here, and and generally in in our minds, we think about the mainstream, uh, uh, the wealthy people here. But there are a very large number of wealthy Asian people here too now, mm-hmm. and I challenge them out there to go ahead and put their money where their mouth is and to help out the city when it needs the help for a lot of these things. And maybe there's some sort of um, road that they could be named for. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and, and if you set up an endowment where people can give to it, if we had a mechanism that they could contribute to where they had confidence that it was going to benefit the city for forever, Mm-hmm. Not, not just for one deal, right? But but forever, right? And forever boost our city, and and you got to remember we're we're one of the largest all all companies cities in the world, correct? And 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 there's plenty of money here, mm-hmm. and and that's why Houston has never had to file bankruptcy or anything is because we have we have not lost our tax base, right? Absolutely. And, and so we just want to have a good city here, and and we want to do the right thing. Well, yeah. Thank you once again, Michael, for calling in. I know that we'll be hearing from you throughout the campaign, uh, whenever the campaign starts. We certainly look forward to having you once again on the on the show. Thank you, Kat, for having me. God bless you. All yeah, right, sir. Thank you very you. much. Yeah, all good the luck. very best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, that was uh, uh, City Councilman at Large, Position 3, Mr. Michael Kubash, calling in to talk about his... Uh, his race for the city controller. He's already uh, declared that he's interested in the position, along with, um, I think, that the other councilman, I forgot his name, uh, David Long, I, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we are now going to be going on to our next guest. And Pramod, I think you have an introduction, right? That's right. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce Laura Franker Davis. Uh, Laura's experience spans more than 15 years with time spent at some of Houston's well-known nonprofits and businesses, including the Texas Children's Hospital, Pierpont Communications, and Life Gift. The nature and evolution of her career has exposed her to countless individuals, organizations, and associations, positioning her as an excellent extension of your team. She is active in the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America, PRSA, and Laura is an accredited public relations professional, which is, uh, uh, the acronym is APR. In 2020, Laura was named the PRSA Houston chapter's Solo Practitioner of the Year. She is the principal owner of LFD Communications, a boutique public relations firm located in Pearland. Since launching her business in 2018, she has served a variety of clients, including 
Make-A-Wish Texas Gulf Coast, Teach for America Houston, the American Heart Association, and countless others. Welcome, Laura. Yeah, we're very glad to have you on our show. One of the things that uh, uh, Promote kind of omitted, and I want to bring this out, it's a very important element of uh, Laura's uh, portfolio. Laura received a Silver PRSA Excalibur Award in the oh, category okay. of Integrated Communications. What like is King Arthur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you slay a bunch of knights and, and dragons with the Excalibur Award? No, but... It felt like I was doing it, trying to trying Without to the develop the sword. material. And what is what is the Excalibur Award? What does it mean? So the Excalibur Award is the um, every year the Houston PRSA chapter does an award ceremony, and mm -hmm. um, the Excalibur is what the award ceremony is called, and then the Grand Excalibur is someone who is a campaign for something that just is cream of the crop. But now this is, is this a local award? Houston yes, based? it's local. Okay, so it's yeah. the it's the Grammys of the Houston Yes, you can PR consider it industry. that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Great. So I had a question for you, Laura. I sure. didn't even know that there is like an accredited public relations mm. professional. So what exactly does it entail? Like how does one become an accredited public relations professional. Sure. So I've been accredited, gosh, since 2007. Um, and it is really, you know, it is kind of the, the trademark of an individual who really knows the different components of PR. So is this a coursework offered in a school? Is this a program? No, or? you no. have to, it's volunteer. Oh, um, you so just take I some have, tests? You take a, you actually go in front of a panel of your peers and you talk about a PR campaign that oh, you've worked on. Okay. And they ask you a bunch of questions. It's called the readiness review. And then after that, you have to take a multiple choice test, which I'm not a good test taker, so um, I... So is there some material that you have to read before uh, that? Yes, you okay. have to study very hard for it. Okay. Um, it is not It is not easy. easy, and then you have to maintain your accreditation. Continuing so education. Doing continuing education, speaking, um, writing articles, lots of different things to maintain it, so... Um, it is a lifelong commitment it, once you get it. So so what got you interested in it? In PR? Yeah. Um, well, I've always been a writer, um, even when I was a little girl. And I went, um, when I was in high school, I was editor of my paper and was very involved in the journalism program. And then um, went to Texas A&M, which didn't have the best journalism program, but... That's what my major was in, and I kind of crafted my own way in terms of taking a lot of journalism classes and then taking marketing, because it's kind of a mix of those things. Uh -huh. Right, yeah. And did some internships, and I thought, this is really what I want to do. That's and wonderful. Yeah. I, I really do like it, and I think, you know, people don't necessarily pinpoint me as someone that's in PR, because a lot of times the... The image is, you know, of parties and events and whatnot, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah. It's <clears throat> it's helping people uh, project their business or or themselves. It depends on what they they want. 
uh, in front of a larger audience. Yeah, uh, you know, why would a company uh, hire a public relations professional? Well, there are a lot of different reasons. Um, one would be if they're in a crisis situation and mm -hmm. they need some guidance on how to navigate that and how to handle it and how to work with the media. Um, so that would be, you know, definitely one of the primary reasons. Another reason I work with a lot of nonprofits is they simply want to raise their profile within the Houston community. And so getting on TV, radio, in the newspaper, it helps raise their public profile. And especially with, with nonprofits, it really helps engage more financial donors um, because in this great city, we have so many nonprofits that are vying for time and money. And I always tell clients, you know, you've got to set yourself, you've got to set yourself apart from the others because right. you're competing for all of this, money for the funding. Out there, yeah. And you need, there's got to be a way that you've got to differentiate yourself and keep top of mind. And one of the things I, I try to, I try to coach my clients on is, if you have a gala or whatever, you can't just do the PR around the gala. It's got to be a concerted around effort the all the time. It's got to be a cadence of media coverage so that when your donors or potential donors or your volunteers see that, they're like, oh, this is a credible organization. I want to give or I want to get involved. But it uh, takes uh, a lot of money, right, to, you know, advertise, promote. And if they're already, you know, financially not doing that well, looking for more sponsorship, how does that work out? Um, so you mean in terms of hiring? And, uh, yeah, well, taking your advice and, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. So, yeah, I come with a fee. Um, <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think if, and I'm going to say that PR trumps advertising a little bit, that that's probably the first thing that you want to do is build that credibility with your audiences through earned media coverage as opposed to, advertising and so um, I think advertising plays an important role but I think the PR is a really important foundation to lay first because it does build that credibility that you know there's a third party talking mm -hmm. about my organization talking about my services talking about my mission um, it's like okay this there's some there's something Credible. to this right yes, yeah yes, yeah yes. and and really uh, this also points to your knowledge of the local media. Mm -hmm. That's how we met. Mm -hmm, right. And, and, and I picked up on, on what you were trying to do. You picked up on what I was right, doing, exactly. trying to do. And uh, so it's, um, it's really important. So you must have a lot of inroads to a lot of the media here in, in the city. I have created them, yes. Um, okay. So when I started my business in 2018, I didn't really know anyone in the media because my previous job was handling everything really but that. Mm -hmm. um, I did some of it, but I was concentrated on so many other parts of the job that I really didn't delve into it too much. And so when I started out, I really had to just recreate and create a bunch of relationships. Right. And the thing that really helps, and it, you know, one thing I hear all the time is, well, you don't have relationships with that person, so I'm not going to hire you. Well, the thing is, is that if you have a compelling story, 
a story that's going to get a journalist's attention that it doesn't matter if I know them or not. Right. It's a story. And that's how I've gotten to know a lot of the the journalists in town is I've, I've given them solid stories. And Correct. so they'll come back to me or I can go to them and say, I've got this story idea for and, you. And, and, and Laura, uh, you talk about a uh, PISO model. Uh, can you describe what it is? The what? The, the paid, paid oh, the earned, PISO. shared, and yeah. owned. Sure. So um, it's a model in the PR world. Um which stands for paid, earned, shared, and owned. And really, what, it, what it's talking about is that all the different pieces of your PR strategy, whether it be the earned media, which is a lot of what I do, which is going out, pitching a story, and having the media cover it. And then there's also um, the paid, which is your advertising, um, your uh some of your like social media, your advertorials, that kind of thing. And then your owned is your website copy, the customer testimonials, the things that you house on your, on your website, for example, are all examples of owned. And then shared um, is a lot of the social media as well. And it all makes up a strategy. You, and I think in today's marketplace, you've got to be willing to experiment with with each of those different components it can't be just one it's a four-pronged attack exactly basically hold on to those thoughts we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly folks and when we come back we'll continue on our conversation with laura finca davis about the pr model and what public relations is all about so don't go away We'll be right back. KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala. I'm your baby. They say that love is blind. Love is blind. But for me, love needs no reason. It's direct dil se. Jesse ki heart to heart collection, Malabar Golden Diamonds ki taraf se. Featuring finely crafted jewelry that makes for fantastic love statements. And what's more, aapko milega ek branded watch free with every heart to heart diamond jewelry collection. To visit KGA Malabar Golden Diamonds, Dallas me at 5811 Preston Road. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo American News Radio quiz show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio. In the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM. Every Saturday, 3 to 6 p.m. With Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome, we're back again folks with Laura Frinke Davis And we're talking about what public relations means to uh, people, businesses who are looking for a higher profile and what it means to a person who wants to be in the business. Uh, you, um, uh, Laura, you and I met 
because you sent out, as an example of what you were talking about earlier on just now, you were talking about building bridges with the media and building bridges with the public uh, that want to use the media. Uh, you and I met when you sent us a, a PR release on the Botanic, Houston mm-hmm. Botanic Gardens. Remember, yeah. Pramod? Yeah, we all went there. Right, no, but she sent us the story. Yeah, no, I see a lot of uh, Laura's uh, so PR. your story worked. <laughs> uh, yeah, that no. and then she, uh, did you, do you also represent village school? I do. Yeah, uh-huh. right. So we so, saw, see those. And, and we've, set, we've actually printed some of the stories yeah. in the village school, the Botanic Gardens and a couple of, uh, there was another lady who was calling from the Northeast. Remember what was her name? She was in the, uh, she was a CSRS or something, CSPR or something like that. Oh, that was the um, that was an interesting project I had this fall. Um, she was from Boston, right? Um, they were doing a. Uh, I'm not even going to begin to tell you what the acronym stands for, but they were a clinical trial. Um, Correct. Nonprofit based in Boston, and they reached out to me and they asked me for help. Because they were what they were trying to do was trying to get more people involved in clinical trials and mm-hmm. um, trying to educate people on the importance of them and getting more of the different diverse groups involved in them. And so they asked me to help get the word out. And 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 you were able to get the word out through us through our community. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so you know these kind of things do work, but you have to pick up on the fact. That maybe this interests your particular market and the media's particular market. Right, right. So it's got to be, you know, I represent a lot of different clients and I've got to be selective on who I send the releases to or the pitches to because not every media or not every story is going to resonate with every media outlet. Right, right. So was this with your association with the American Heart Association, the clinical trials? No, this no. was a completely separate project. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was kind of funny. Um, when I started out my business, I just tried to get involved in a lot of the different professional groups. And I met a young lady who uh, remembered me. And she said, hey, Laura, I heard about this opportunity. It's a pretty healthy budget. Um, uh-huh. It's in, in health care. They need some boots on the ground help. Is this in your wheelhouse? I was like, yes, absolutely. And um, met with Joan. And Is that clinical trial still going on or is it? No, it's, it's it was now. a short-term project. Okay. Um, but it was very interesting to, to attend and, and help with that. Mm. Well, you have to be somewhat of a journalist to write the story. Mm-hmm. So you have to find out more about what they're doing and why they want to do it and then write it down and send it to the media. Right. Um, so whenever Pramod, I... S- I'm sorry, promote you and I, we do this all the time. Yes. But we don't get paid for it. <laughs> well, no, I, I spent my whole career getting paid for it. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, paper. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, but go ahead. So, yeah, when when I sit down to write a news release, I've got to kind of think about what you or what a TV reporter or a newspaper reporter, what they would be looking for and try to make it easy on them. I've actually had the Chronicle, a reporter at the Chronicle, say, you write the best press releases, you make it easy, <laughs> which is really nice to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. Great. wonderful, yeah. Yeah. So you have some very, you know, high-flying clients like mm-hmm. Make-A-Wish, Texas, Gulf Coast, Teach for America. Tell us a little bit more about all your experiences. 
Yeah, so um, when I started my little company in 2018, I was scared to death. I um, had lost a job, and I really didn't know what what I was going to do next. And my husband really encouraged me because I had always said one day I wanted to open my own practice. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think you can do it. I think the time is right to do it. And I got one little client, and I started you know, showcasing what I was able to do and what I was capable of doing. And it snowballed from there. And luckily, this happened before the pandemic. So I was able to get out and meet people and network and, you know, go to events and just gather business cards. And it just, you know, one, two little clients and then, you know, People that I've met along the way in my career, like Make-A-Wish, that was something I I knew her from a long time ago, like 20 years ago. And she came to me on LinkedIn and she's like, hey, I need I need some help. Can we meet? It's like, sure. Um, So I don't do things for them all the time. But when they have something, they always call on me to help Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, teach for America. They saw an advertisement that I put on a simple little advertisement I put on PRSA Houston and they called me and they said, Hey, we need a PR person. Can you help us? And I've been working with them for now, um, a little over two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that makes so a lot of difference. Was it tough for you during the pandemic because you couldn't go out and yeah, it was. Um, and I, because I represented a lot of nonprofits, I did lose business. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty quickly. (laughs) So I got resourceful and, um, I was able to get a contract, uh, job with UT physicians, um, and did a lot of writing for them. And at the same time I was doing like the Botanic Garden and some other things. So, um, you know, I just had to be resourceful and creative to figure out how I was going to stay afloat. And luckily I, I was able to do that. Well, you know, we have a number of nonprofits in our community. I mean, not a number. We have a lot of them. Quite a few. Several. And, Several. They, and yeah. they all need some help in the PR business. So if if you are with a nonprofit out there in Radioland, if you're listening to this right now, then I want I wanted to perk your ears. This is the what Laura has just described is what needs to be done in order to get to the next level of, of nonprofits, right? You, you need to spread the word. You need to have to do all this stuff and with the media. You need to appreciate the media, but sometimes we don't get appreciated and promote. <laughs> and you and you need to use all 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 platforms of the media in order to get your message out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important. I I do a lot of media training as part of you know what the work that I do with clients. And one of the things I tell them is that the media should not be looked at as adversarial. Correct. Um, they, here, here. They are, you know, they are, and I, I was just doing media training on Monday and I said, the mo- you know, one of the most important things to remember is the media are human, mm-hmm. just like you and me. They're not, you don't need to be nervous about, you know, talking to them. They have a job to do at the end of the day, and that is to tell an objective story. And so you've got to look at them as they're people yeah. just trying to do a job. They're not out to get me. They're not out to try to, you know, uncover something. Um, they're really wanting to do a nice story and, and get it out there. So um, the media really can be to your benefit if you know how to work with them. 
So folks, you're listening to Laura Franca Davis. She's the principal owner of LFD Communications, a boutique public relations firm located in Pearland. And uh, would you like to share your information with our uh, listeners, uh, Laura? Sure. If they want to get in touch with you, either a website or phone number. Sure. So the website is lfdcommunications.com. And from there, um, you can reach me on the office phone number, which is listed there. And then my, I think my cell phone number is listed there, but I always answer the phone. Um, so if you reach out or send me an email, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I have an LFD page on LinkedIn. Um, I share a lot through there. I also have Facebook for LFD and then also my personal Facebook. Um, but yeah. Um, well, you know, Laura, there's one problem that we are encountering in the media. And that's essentially that people seem to think uh, cutting out the media and doing it all on their own through social media is the way to go out and reach people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's accurate? I think there's a a place for both. I think there are some times where social media makes complete sense. Um, but there's also a, a place for traditional media to be done as well. Um, you can't rely just, especially with the continuous changing algorithms with social right. media mm-hmm. and then the advent of all the different platforms and, you know, it changes every day. So I think you have to have a mix of both, but there's, there are messages that should be shared on social. And then there are bigger messages that I think need to be shared through it, the it, media. It actually can be simultaneous. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, of course. And, and sometimes if a company um, does a social media uh, push, you know, it may not necessarily be believable. Correct. We need right. a neutral. Yeah. It's that credibility. Exactly. And one thing I preach, you can ask any of my clients this, is if you get a media clip, yeah, how Share do you, it on social how, media. How, how do you lev- leverage? How do you leverage your media clips? Well, that would be one way. An easy way is to share them on social media. And, okay, so yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and tag the media outlet. Say thank you for, mm-hmm. you know, for interviewing us, for taking the time to sh- to learn about our story. Um, another way, especially with nonprofits, is send it to your board, send it to your volunteers. Use it in your newsletter. Put it on your website. It's not just a one-and-done thing, and it doesn't matter how many listeners or how many viewers or how many readers it has. You need to merchandise that thing. You need to, to leverage it in different ways, the ways that I just spoke about. The four-pronged attack. Right. So with a lot of the social media, and, and especially with WhatsApp, which is used a lot in our community, uh, to reach out for uh, to disseminate information about events and things that they're doing, the problem that I've encountered is that it's the small screen can only hold so much. Right. And the moment you scroll up and you scroll up twice, it's gone. Right. So I mean, it, you have no idea how many people you reached out to, and you have no idea. Maybe you do. Maybe you can find out through info how many people have actually gone past that post. Yeah, you can look at the likes and uh, well, but that in, helps. Right. But again, it's 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 a small, a very small number of people that you're reaching out to mm-hmm. versus a media like ours where we have constantly changing uh, content which brings in a lot more people. Right. So, I mean, there like to your point, there's a there's a value to having a traditional brick and mortar media mm-hmm. 
as well as um, social media, but I think there is still benefit to to having more people coming into a, a media that, that actually attracts more content. Right. And, you know, like we just said, the, the being, having a story in the Houston Chronicle or having a story on Channel 11 or what have you, that's going to add credibility to your name. Absolutely. And that that's really the bottom line, I think. Right. right. And you talked a little bit about this, but, but it's uh, crisis management. Mm -hmm. When uh, uh, BP had its Macondo spill, uh, that became a huge public relations problem. And I think uh, they needed to do the work in getting the spill uh, taken care of, mm -hmm. but also they needed to promote what they were doing. Damage yeah. control. Exactly. Yeah. And and that, that kind of goes back to why it's important to work with the media and to be cooperative with them because when you do get into a situation like that, you do get into a pickle Maybe they won't be as hard on you <laughs> um, when you're going through a crisis or they'll they'll work with you and they won't work against you so much. So it is important to to build those relationships. And the other thing is, is that when a member of the media call you, you call them back immediately. Do not wait. You cannot wait two weeks to return. Did everyone out there listen to that? <laughs> when I call, you re respond. Right away. <laughs> right away. And don't say you come over in five minutes because I am the boss. <laughs> that's how. That's really how you learn to, how you become a resourceful, um, a resourceful and dependable source. Yeah, so uh, I noticed you have quite a few uh, like health related, uh, you know, clients that you work with, like Texas Children's Hospital, Life Gift, and you already talked about uh, American Heart Association. So you must have an affinity towards healthcare. So I used to work at Texas Children's ah, and I used so to work at Life Gift. Oh, no. Um, okay. So because of that experience, in what capacity? So at Texas Children's, I was a media relations specialist. Oh, so similar stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay, and then okay. at LifeGift, I was the director of communications for okay. almost ten years. Wow, I'm in healthcare myself, so you know I have an affinity. Yeah, and so <laughs> I just because of that experience, right? I do help a lot of healthcare, but also nonprofits because both those organizations are nonprofits. And you, I think Prabhon mentioned that he used to be with Baker Hughes, mm -hmm. doing the same sort of thing. Yeah, Texas Children's is not nonprofit though; it's no. private. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit. Yeah. Okay. It's right. a nonprofit. Okay. So it's just that we don't seem to be profiting from their nonprofit. <laughs> 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 Laura, it's been really great having you with us, and we really appreciate you taking the time, you and your 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 husband, to come over here and join us. And I. Uh, and sharing this is very important. Uh, folks, those who want to, you know, contact Laura Frankie Davis, you can reach her at lfdcommunications.com. And she's uh, got her uh, office number and cell number listed there if you want some help with any one of your events. Yeah, uh, certainly. And if you have a gala coming up, uh, Indo-American News is uh, very ready to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Through Laura. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. No, but but it's the the takeaway for me uh, at least is that if you want better response to whatever you're doing, whether mm -hmm. it's a nonprofit or 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 a private corporation, you need to spread the word. Right. 
people should know what you're doing. And that's the name of the game, spreading the word, right? Absolutely. And, you know, getting your story out and raising your visibility and becoming top of mind with the media when they need a resource for something. Right. They're doing a roundup story on a trend or whatever. They're going to be like, oh, wait, I remember I got this press release from whatever organization. Let me call them and I'm going to include them in the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so uh, I know you guys are, uh, you have plans for this evening. You're doing an early Valentine's Day thing, it seems like. I, I've got Valentine's Day Valentine's on my Day, mind. No, no, don't you do that, I, <laughs> I've you got Valentine's Day on my mind. I think we're celebrating the fact that John just got home from his week-long trip. Oh, okay. so. well, that, welcome back, John. <laughs> just very briefly, John, I understand you're in the audio business. I am. Uh, actually work for the company that makes the audio console that you're working on right oh, now. oh my god <laughs> oh, so you know we need exactly how to man this board right yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a tech support engineer for them and i also up until uh recently was on the air here in houston oh okay yes mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but, but yeah it's that... i was working on uh armed forces <laughs> network oh uh, really they're uh, at uh, Marsh Air Reserve Base, and uh, they produce uh, all kinds of things for uh, both the uh, Europe and Pacific. And so our uh, our uh, brave men and women ac- across the world are able to get a taste of home. So. Well, the- yeah, they always say, like for the Super Bowl, they always say uh, also broadcast on the Armed Forces Network. Right. The, yes. la- the last all- thing I had to do when I left was make sure that the Super Bowl feed worked. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you much. Folks. Thank you, folks. we got to go Laura to the commercial break. Thank you, and we'll be right back. And local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American News Radio. This Valentine's Day, celebrate with the two loves of your life, your partner and your love of modern Indian cuisine. Mahesh's Kitchen invites you to a romantic evening with welcome drink, tantalizing five-course prefix dinner and live music on Valentine's Day, Tuesday, Feb 14th, 6 to 10 p.m. All this for $140 per couple. Limited seating, so reserve now on Open Table. Call 281-937-7796 or visit maheshiskitchen.com Calling DP was our best move, honey. Her over 30 years of experience helped us to choose the right cabin. Ah, you said it. And now let's take a walk on the deck in this lovely moonlight. For the best deals on Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, call DP now at 713-468-7000 or email dp at travelexpresshouston.com. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome back, everybody. We are now joined by our final guest, and Sanchali is going to introduce him in a minute. But we have... uh, um, 
It's back to back, back to back. And Sinchali, you're all seated there now? Yes. Okay, there you go. We are very excited to have Troy Burwell joining us. Troy was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana, where he attended McNeese University for Business Management with studies in photography and architecture. After college, Troy worked as a photographer in a number of industries, including uh, wedding, portraiture, industrial, and medical, where he photographed the back of the eye for retinal laser surgery. Wow. His work in photography led him in the advertising industry, where he applied his photography skills before becoming advertising director of Stein Incorporated. After moving to Houston in 1999, Troy became the CEO of Expresscom and uh, in 2009, CEO of Four Guys Interactive after overseeing the merger of the two companies. As a leader in digital advertising, Troy has spoken to groups all over the US and Europe, including addressing the General Assembly of the United Nations in New York oh, wow. in 2013. Very impressive. In 2015, Troy served as president of the American Advertising Federation of Houston after serving on the board of directors for over eight years. And um, AAF Houston was named National Club of the Year and Troy was National President of the Year. Also in 2015, Troy added drone photography to his portfolio of skills and is an FAA licensed part 107 unmanned aircraft systems pilot. Wow. I didn't even know that there were like certified pilots for drones. Welcome to uh, the yeah. show. Uh, yes. Troy. So very impressive, Troy. What is part 107? Part 107 is for commercial. Uh, Commercial. commercial drones. Yeah, commercial. And, and um, anything that you're doing that's as of a business or commercial nature, and you're using a drone as part of that, then you need to be 107 licensed. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. Amazon, for example, if they were delivering shipments. Like that. Um, you know, it had been believed that, let's say you were selling photographs or video from a drone, uh -huh. that that needed to be part 107. But then you have a lot of people who are content creators. Yes. Creating for YouTube and channels such as that, and they're using drone footage to support their channel, but then their channel is getting sponsorships. The FAA sees that as a commercial venture, oh, and you oh, need to be okay. licensed. Oh, I see. And they've hit people with six-digit fines My God. for not being licensed. Really? So, yes. Yeah, so all the like news TV channels and all, they need to have a commercial. So what do you have to do to get a license? It, you Really, you just take a test. Oh, okay. Um, the FAA has testing centers that are contracted throughout the country. Uh-huh. Uh, it's good to study. <laughs> Um, there is courses online and, and a lot of flight schools are now offering the 107 studies. Oh, okay. Uh, the hardest part is they aren't really concerned about how good of a picture you take on the drone. They want to know how good of a pilot you are. Uh, how, how much of an airman are you? Yeah, yeah, whether you're infringing on any like public property or anything like that, no? Like that, you know, they really get into airspace. Yes. Like, um, one of the things we're hoping to do this afternoon after the show is go up for a little while. Uh, and this, we're, we're, the location where the studio here is, is actually controlled airspace. Oh, um, really? Because yeah. of the airplane? Airport nearby. Airport. Because of the airport, yeah. And the ceiling... Well, first of all, t 
to operate in this space, you have to get a authorization from the FAA. Uh-huh. And the ceiling is 100 foot. Oh, okay. You can't go above that because uh-huh. of the airport right here. Right. Oh, right. I see. And, you know, how many recreational drones just pop up and go up as high as they want, and they're actually in violation of federal law when they do that. Right. Okay. I've heard that, you know, if you are flying a drone, you cannot go uh, above certain neighbor's property and things like that. Can you no. throw some light on that? Uh, the, that it's infringing on their privacy? No, no? absolutely not. The Supreme Court, because a lot of a lot of local um, agencies, a lot of state agencies were trying to rule where you could fly and where you couldn't fly. And people, especially large property owners, wanted to say, no, you can't fly over my property. And that made it all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says the only agency that regulates airspace in the United States and its territories is the FAA. Mm-hmm. So... You know, they any controlled space, and if a, let's say the military has a base, and they don't want you flying over their base, they will go to the FAA and get the FAA to put a restriction over their base. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, if the city of Houston said, I don't want you flying over downtown Houston, which, that actually happens to be hobby-controlled airspace, so, but if the city of Houston just can't come up and say, you can't fly here. Right. You said the city, uh, hub, uh, downtown Houston is hobby airport controlled space? Yes. Because of the flight path? Right. So, so and this area is controlled by the Sugarland Airport. The Sugarland Airport. So, uh, no one can fly over 100 feet in this area. Hi. Right. And they only fly 100 feet if they have authorization to do so. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And, so, uh, say I do not want someone to fly over my property. Can I put a stop to it? No. Okay. Anything above the ground, FAA controls and there has to be a reason for them to um, put a stop. Right. And it's Troy, not, uh, what's the difference uh, uh, between like a, a recreational drone that a lot of you see on uh, Amazon or uh, some of the toy uh, drones and that and commercial drones and then military drones? There are probably three different types of drones. Yeah. It's going to be the technology behind it. Uh-huh. Um, the more money you start spending on the drone, the better the technology is. Is there a hard uh, difference? There, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how much would a commercial drone cost if you want? For the drone itself, you're probably going to start at about fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay. And then go up very quickly. And then it ten thousand is not uncommon. Oh, okay, and it would have a four K video and then uh, all kinds of uh, navigation. Right features, um, uh, you know, probably have good um, obstacle avoidance. Oh, okay. Good return to home. Um, you know, even with return to home, that can actually get dangerous because sure. that's designed if you lose contact with your drone, uh-huh. then it'll fly back automatically. Or if the battery's too low, yeah, it'll fly back automatically. But if you have obstacles between you and where the drone is operating. Mm-hmm. And you don't have it lifting up high enough to miss those obstacles, it could crash when coming home. Oh, sure. So you you've got to set your programming quite so right. So the drone programming does not include uh, GPS or GIS in in that sense to return back. Yes, it, you know it will return within feet of where it took off from. Oh, it will. Which it, which calls its home point. Oh, okay. 
But um, but it won't use the same path as it was to go there to come back. It'll try. Okay. But it 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 doesn't do an exact copy of it. Uh huh. Um, usually, if it's doing if it's doing an auto return to home, you set a a height level. Mm-hmm. Let's say you set that at two hundred feet, or let's bring it down. Let's say you set that at forty feet, mm-hmm. and you you went two hundred feet over the trees, went down, did some flying, and it's going on low battery. It's going to come up to twenty feet. Mm-hmm. Well, there may be a forty foot tree that's in its way, <laughs> right? And it's going to go straight into that tree. It ain't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The more expensive drones, again, their their um, uh, avoidance systems hopefully will kick in and go to the right or the left or above the tree and and still make it home. But easiest thing to do is when you see the terrain around you, program that return to home to be you know two hundred feet, and it it will have that problem. How long does the battery last? That all depends on the drone. <laughs> yeah, so there yeah. are $100 drones also available out there, right? In Walmart yes. and stuff. Because I was just given a Christmas gift. I gave it away, of course. But I don't think, you know, it was probably more than $100. So I, I how much can it do? They can usually do pre- you know, quite a bit. And while I've, been, I've told people to, that really want to get into, or think they want to get into drones, to go out and buy a drone between a hundred and five hundred dollars, right, and learn what, learn it, get your remote controls down, right. They say they do four K, yeah, but the sensor's so tiny, it's usually smaller than on your cell phone. Oh, um, okay. And so their four K isn't very good mm. compared to like you get into some of the upper consumer line. Yeah, you know, then you get like a one inch, more sophisticated, uh, sophisticated ones. sensor. Yeah. So that four K is. More the 4K we're used to. Uh, Troy, uh, what kind of clients do you have and what kind of drone work do you do? We do everything from real estate, asset inspection, to even TV commercials and um, movies. Oh, okay. So, so if you don't cover the big fat Indian weddings, <laughs> we <laughs> haven't had that opportunity yet. Okay. Well, okay. I think we're open will, to it. <laughs> if, if, After this interview, that will change. If any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you for any business, how do they do that? The easiest way is just call me on my cell, which is 281 738 7948. Okay. That's. Two eight one seven three eight seven nine four eight, and that's Troy Burwell, yes. who is the drone commercial pilot. Now, um, uh, Troy, the you're going to demonstrate to us later on after the show how you know one your drone can take pictures and so on and so forth. But when you've got this being, you, you can actually see where it's going, right? And you, do you record at the same time, or it's recorded on the drone? The the you operate the the controls to set, to turn on the recording, but it's actually being recorded from the drone. But it's going into your can you monitor? Device? Can you monitor? Yeah, I'm monitoring it the whole time. It is actually being recorded on the drone and in the device. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that way we have a backup. Oh, yeah, okay. So you're seeing it the entire time, what it's doing, where it's going. And how you control its movement, right? Correct. Yeah. Just in case it get it crashes and you don't Into have it, a so tree you got the... or something. Yeah. yeah. Or right. A right. Yeah. Have you ever lost a drone? I <laughs> I had a cr- I've had a crash. <laughs> I didn't quite lose it, but. Um... I, I did run into a tree limb once. It's oh, almost okay. like a bird, right, yeah. that you have. In and, Troy, because of the Ukraine war, you see the military use of drones 
quite uh, dramatically. Yeah, yes. and that's what gave away one of the yeah attacks. Remember? Yeah, their yeah. their drones are on a totally different sophistication level. Uh huh. They're actually satellite controlled, even. Oh, okay. And you know they weigh thousands of pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like little aircraft then. They, they are they are unmanned aircraft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know they can I think fly. That's how they located Osama also. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some of those even have, um, you know, jet engines in them. Yeah, and they don't run on batteries. They they actually run on jet fuel. And they would have large payloads to yes. drop a bomb or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's some of their bomb. And on the um, civilian side, yes, you actually have drones that are used for crop dusting. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, I read somewhere that uh, a store like Home Depot or Walmart, the warehouse uh, that they have, they're actually using drones now to do inventory control by dri by flying through the space, mm -hmm. through the aisles. Yes. Because, so, I mean, I, often I, you know, I, I wonder why they don't have a map of some of these big box stores so that you can locate your product very easily. Um, especially in their distribution centers that are, you know, hundreds and thousands of yards long, mm -hmm. um, they will, they will do drone, uh, I don't call it surveillance, right? but recognizance, I guess, over the, the facility. And those drones are getting to the point to where they're actually programming paths and stuff where they're almost using an AI to, to navigate the facility. Yeah. Uh, what about costs? How much does it cost in order to hire you to do uh, some drone photography? Yeah. We start off at about $250 an hour, uh -huh. um, which will come with, if we're, if we're doing a single hour, that's going to be about 10 photographs in a final product. Uh -huh. um, you know, if we're starting. So these are videos, right? We can do stills or videos. Ah, okay. And if it's video, of course, it's more expensive. Yes. Yeah. And it just, you know, if we're going to do post editing or do you want just the raw um, footage, which we typically shoot in a new format that's called iLog, mm -hmm. that when you see the, the raw footage, it's very gray. There's oh, okay. no contrast to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But it allows us to take it into post editing, and we've got so much more control over colors and saturations and contrast and, you know. I can show you the two, and you wouldn't believe they're the same footage. Oh, really? It's so drastic of a difference. Really? Yeah. So is that normal? Is that how drones actually take pictures or videos? They take these raw pictures? It, you, you have a choice. You know, if, if we're doing a job and they don't want us to do any post-editing, they, they need it this afternoon, you know, they call us in the morning and say, look, by 3 o'clock we've got to have the video footage, then we'll just shoot it in, you know, a standard format and give them... The rod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll give them typical footage. Right. So, you know, the colors are, are nice. It, it's 4K footage. It looks mm -hmm. just like something you're ready to go, to, go on the air with. Mm -hmm. um, but if we have time to make it more a little more cinematic, make it a little more dramatic, enhance stuff, then we want to shoot it in vlog and be able to... Is there a copyright on your stuff? It depends on the pro project. Mm -hmm. Typically, all of our, our stuff is um, copyrighted. Mm -hmm. But if we're doing a job for hire, 
then that belongs to whoever the company. It's their copyright, not ours. And Troy, are news organizations using drones to, say, monitor fires or accidents? Uh, Have you seen that happen on a local basis? Yes, they are. Uh, They they really like to contract drone operators to do that. Okay. Uh, That way they don't have the liability. Sure. Uh, The drone operator has to be careful because there's, there's rules about being too close to police, being too close to fire departments. Mm-hmm. And what about safety aspects? Uh, yeah. Um, that too. You see a lot of recreational drones uh-huh. being used around concerts and fairs. Yeah. And that's heavily regulated by the FAA. Oh, okay. And what they're scared of or, or where their concerns lie mm-hmm. is you have the ro- these rotary blades. Right, right. And if you're even a... You know, a one-pound drone comes falling out of the sky. Yeah, those blades still spinning can cut people. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so they got ways that they like those encaged uh-huh. and mm. stuff. If you're going to be flying over crowds, there's, oh, okay. there's restrictions uh, about flying at night. Right. You have to have a. Um, not only are you supposed to be 107 licensed, but you're also supposed to have an enhancement to that 107 before you fly at night. You're listening to Troy Burwell, who's the drone specialist, and he's also the president, national president of the year for the National Club of the Year. Wow, that's so amazing. Thank you, Troy, so yeah, much for coming really, over. Really and we're going we're waiting on you to do the little, you're going to be here, right? Yes. You know, going out. So uh, we... Uh, Will he be rejoining us after the break? Well, yeah. no, 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 no. No. We're okay. going to do our final segment, but okay. he'll wait for us to right. after the show. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, it, if you have any it questions... It won't be on radio. Call us, 281-277-6874. And Troy's information once again? Uh, it's 281-738-7948. Uh, if you want to use him for any drone photography. Thank you so much, Troy. Good to have you with us. Thank you. And thank you. It was quite interesting to and learn very about Very enlightening drones. because, yeah. Enlightening, enlightening. We'll yes. be right back, folks. News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. मैं अधूरा नहीं पूरा हूं पत्थर नहीं जो टूट जाऊं मुझे कमजोर ना समझना मैं महाराजा का हीरा हूं एक झलक में चमक जाऊं महाराजा ज्वेलर्स ट्रेडिशन ऑफ स्ट्रेंथ स्ट्रेंथ ऑफ प्योरिटी हैप्पी वैलेंटाइन्स डे फ्रॉम महाराजा ज्वेलर्स सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ यू डोंट जस्ट हैव ड्रीम्स यू हैव गोल्स and you're going to make them happen. That's why you wait for the sale. You check the promo codes, and you find the best deal. At Discount Power, you know it doesn't matter if you're saving for a rainy day, an unexpected repair, or a college degree. It all helps. That's why we offer affordable electricity plans. We want to help you save today so you can live your dream tomorrow. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio 
Welcome back, everybody. We're into American News Radio, and we are going into a last segment of the this Saturday, the fourth of February show, and we're going to do sports first yeah, or certainly. movies. Yes, certainly. There's so much to uh, talk about in sports. You didn't talk about the under nineteen women's team. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to tell our no, folks. La- we covered it in the news oh, we last, did time. last time. Yeah, okay, we did okay, last okay. week. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, did yeah. do that. They, but you know, in the tri series, the were, women's team lost I to know, South that's Africa. Sad. Yeah. And you know, they scored only like hundred nine or something, and mm-hmm. that was easy for South Africa to overcome. Right, right. The, but, but the under nineteen team was there in the third T uh, Twenty uh, India um, New Zealand. Right. Did you right. watch it? No. Oh, okay. It was uh, quite a one-sided affair, oh, okay. you know. But uh, uh, Sachin Tendulkar and Roger Binney, they were all seated in the audience. And oh, the okay. entire under-19 women's team was seated right behind them. Oh, okay. So oh, that's they neat. were, yeah, special invitees ah, to okay. the last T20. Well, uh, but Shubman Gill, he yeah. scored a century again in the that's last right. match. So yeah. now he has a century in every format of and they got uh, New Zealand out for just 65 runs. That was amazing. Yeah, it was quite So pathetic. the Indian men's 80, team is 80, doing very well. Yeah, yeah, really. And now... Uh, ne- Jawahar had something to say. Did you want to say something, Jawahar? No. no. Okay. Uh, but, you know, next on the agenda for the men's cricket team it's is Australia. Australia tour, yeah. The test series will start in Nagpur. Nagpur, yes. And I think it's on Friday or something. They're I mentioned also, it in the news. Yeah, besides the... Uh, Three test matches, there are also three one days, I think. That's right. Yeah. So it's going to be a long series. Yes. And then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we always do well on our home court. Yeah. So Home turf, rather. Let's hope and pray for the best because India is like on a winning streak right now. So, That's right. Yeah. And the women are in still in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be playing in the T20 World Cup. Okay. So hopefully uh, we'll do well in the World Cup. You said the first match is tonight or something? No, no, not so soon. Okay. Uh, I think uh, uh, the first match will uh, actually take place between South Africa and Sri Lanka Mm -hmm. on Friday at 11 a.m. our time. Okay, okay, okay. And then I I think India doesn't play for uh, at least three or four uh, matches. Okay, okay, all right. And then uh, we can talk about the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Oh, our man uh, retired again. Who? Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I, I saw the last game he was in. Yeah, he was uh, quite in the playoffs. He, was he, yeah. he had two interceptions and... Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I think there was even a turnover. Yeah, yeah. So I think his game is... Uh, kind of, yeah, he's lost his uh, that's touch, right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a movie coming out for him. Oh, really? His, about his life? No, uh, it's 80 for Brady. Oh, It okay. stars Sally Field and uh, uh, I think uh, uh, a couple of other stars. Oh, so, I mean, is it his story or what is it? Uh, I think these are 80-year-old uh, fans who are oh, for Brady. Oh, okay, okay. And they're okay, okay, going okay. to the Super Bowl, the oh, last Super Bowl, to oh, see okay, to okay. see him play. Okay, okay. And okay. Uh, the Gronk is a part of the movie. Okay, So all it's right. going to be fun. Yeah, it is, it is. Good, good, good. And then the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the Next Kansas Sunday. City Chiefs versus... Are you throwing a party? Uh, well, we uh, we have a friend who uh, a does an annual party. Super Bowl party. party. Okay. And uh, do you have a favorite between the two, the Eagles or the Chiefs? Um, no. Do oh, you? Okay. No, not really. Yeah. 
Uh, I was just in Philly, so I guess you know. <laughs> you can you can root for the Phillies, and yeah, I'll take uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs. But the history is that in this season, Chiefs have uh, you know they have dominated. Defeated. Yeah, yeah. And you know somehow, uh, Patrick Mahomes, despite injuries, he seems to know how to win. Yes, because that last match was quite, quite tough. something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And people thought he wouldn't be able to throw uh, with the ankle injury. It went to the last minute, right? It yeah, was quite and thrilling. he did really well. Right. So I think now there are two weeks for him to recover. And two, so he should two be in, African-American quarterbacks. So that's, right. that's, very, that's a record probably as well. So Mahomes is, uh, would be in fighting form. So I think my dollar would be Beyond on Beyond the him. KFC. Yeah. yeah. KFC. But, you know... <laughs> The Eagles, Kansas not City Chiefs. <laughs> well, the uh, Philadelphia is certainly a good team, and the, you know they didn't just come to the Super Bowl; right. they had to win quite a few games. Exactly, so, and their defense is awesome. So it should be a battle. fun. Yeah, I think it should be an exciting game. Yes. I hope it is. Yeah, I hope so too. I don't like one-sided games. That's true. Yeah. And then Jyoti and I finally were able to watch Patan. We talked about it last. I know. Last still, scene. we. You said we talked about the last scene. Remember? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> to right. To me, it was just an overglorified uh, James Bond-like uh, Hindi true. movie. You know, what and it's I'm, doing great. I, oh, it is. Yeah, seven hundred crores and beyond. Well, which is you, probably a record of it. It's yeah. the the star power. Highest, highest. Uh, the star power is bringing in people. Grossing finally, movie ever probably. Bollywood has a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm really excited about this new movie, A Knock at the Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The M. Night Shyamalan. Right, right. They say it's one of Shyamalan's best movies. You know, he had a string of good movies mm-hmm. in the beginning, three and, or four of them. And then he lost it a little bit. Yeah, he lost yeah. it. And they said, now, this is only 100 minutes. Yeah. It's not a very long movie, but it's about uh, two guys in a cabin in the woods with their daughter who's very small, and she goes out to find some mushrooms uh-huh. in the forest when she comes across a big guy. Mm-hmm. And she runs back to the cabin, and then the, that night, sometime in the night, the big guy sh- returns with two other people. Mm. That's the premise that it starts from. Right. It's kind of like you know one of these thrillers, and you, you, you think that something very, very terrible is going to happen. But but no, it's the normal M Night Shyamalan twist right. at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, there isn't. There, there is. There is. There, is. So there has to be. Yeah, he's so known knock, for that. Knock at yeah. the cabin is showing here. Eighty for Brady is showing over here. Right. Avatar. O- the over way here. Of water. Over here. You mean here, AMC. AMC? Yeah, AMC Sugarland. Did you watch Avatar yet? The uh, no, but water? I watched Gandhi uh, Godse. Oh, how was it? Uh, it was pretty good. Okay. I, uh, it's thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, 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 Rajkumar Santoshi, he's known for political type correct, of uh, correct. movies. Mm-hmm. And I think he presented both sides fairly well. Mm-hmm. It's fictionalized, of course. And it talks about uh, if Gandhi had survived. Right, right. So and uh, how would they behave? Uh, so is it worth it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I went and watched everything everywhere all at once yesterday. But to continue with... uh, Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Gandhi versus Godse, it has A.R. Rahman music. Correct. He did the background music as well as the two bhajans, Mm -hmm. uh, Raghuvati Rajaram at the end, Mm -hmm. and then Vaishnava Vaishnava Janato in the middle. And so both were uh, pretty good. 
Yeah, because uh, different Rahman, take on each one of them. Yeah, Rahman yeah. and Santoshi came on Indian Idol. He was on Indian Idol just yeah, last week. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, but uh, we have. Uh, you were saying something. I was. I went to watch the most Everything Oscar-nominated movie uh, for this year. It has got the maximum number of nominations. And Which one? Everything, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. And How what do you think? I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, too metaverse for me. It's all uh, everything is in the metaverse, you uh, know. Okay. So it was really? a bit too much for me. I yeah. wonder yeah. why it got so many nominations. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's different. It's it, different for sure. Is it yeah. kind of like Matrixy? Oh, uh, I haven't watched that. I many. think yeah, yeah it, so. it has that element. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you, so you don't know where the characters are in which dimension in which yeah exactly yeah so and so you have to keep very close no watch. even if you keep very close watch it's, it's very hard. difficult to yeah oh, kind okay. of comprehend what's going on mm-hmm. so yeah and then there's a tom hanks movie called man called otto yes yes and that has gotten good reviews okay and i heard uh i wanted to see the fablemans but I yeah think the steve steven spielberg's movie right autobiography and then Pradeep Anand had mentioned living. It's about this elderly gentleman. So that is, that also is a good movie to watch. Yeah. Oh, and I also watched on Netflix. It's available now. It's called um, An Action Hero with uh, Ayushman Kurana. Kurana? Oh, he does okay. a good job always. Sure. So it's it's worth a watch. Not oh, not okay. bad. Yeah. I like all his movies, whatever oh, he does. Certainly. So yeah, he's beefed up and all, you know, macho and everything, his six packs. But right. if you want to see six packs, go see Pathan. Pathan. <laughs> <laughs> there are three studs in it with six packs. You so. mean you're talking about Shah Rukh and Deepika or do you talk no, about Shah Rukh? <laughs> oh, Shah Rukh and Salman and John Abraham. No, yeah. but what about the female character? Deepika, she has six packs too. Yeah. No, not at no that time. Not really, no. She has a good body, so, but yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so now we've talked about movies, uh, something really critical here. We need to let people know that they, uh, one of the things that we get out of this is Indo-American News, the print edition. They, it's available everywhere around town. Uh-huh, in uh, most of the grocery stores. Right, and we need your support to keep uh, our uh, newspaper healthy and viable and so on, as well as the the radio program. We we appreciate the fact that you enjoy the radio program, and that uh, we hear from a lot of people that they enjoy it, especially the quiz, especially the classically uh, classically uh, yours with Jyoti. Jyoti, and especially your news. Yeah. Well, there, there is one guy who keeps on calling about that. <laughs> Why well, he stopped now? <laughs> no, no, he's called me private. He is my <laughs> private number. Oh, okay. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, keep it private. Keep <laughs> 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 but uh, do uh, w- we we need somebody for the quiz next week, right? Yes, we do. We need one more person, mm-hmm. well, two, maybe two. So for next week, because one of the people they they backed out at the last minute. That's always terrible. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. do they reach us? They reach us by calling seven one three seven eight nine six three nine seven, which is Indo American News. Or email at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. Yeah, either way works. Uh, so do do call and join the quiz. It's a lot of fun. It is. And you get a prize at the end if you win it. And and in two weeks' time, not next week, but week after the 18th, we are actually going to have three teenagers oh, okay. on the quiz. So essentially they will be... Is it like pitting one school against the other? No, 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 no. no. But these three teenagers are very well 
they're being uh, they're being uh, keeping up with the current events and the, yeah they're the being news. tutored so to say oh my goodness okay so the wheel should have a very aggressive competitive kind of, yeah and sport. talking about teenagers have you seen the new HEB commercial oh uh, yes the, the little girl young girl who the, the is spelling, spelling bee. bee she's indian Yes, yes, yes. All all spelling bees are run by Indians. Well, so I know, but I, I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, they picked up on that, of course. But yeah, I wonder yeah. who she is. She's yeah. got braces. Right, mm. right, right. I don't know. It should be someone Braid. local within Braided Texas. Hair. Within H-E-B Texas. Is Texas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway. Uh, so with uh, here everything's best or something H E B that's what it stands for. Right. No, right. it's the we name of free, uh, free promotion. It's the name of the founder. Right, I but know, not know, not but in the commercial. In oh, the commercial, okay. it oh, okay, say here everything's best. So H E B. Oh, okay. So anyway, sounds All right, neat. folks. So yeah, the weather's improving. It's sunny today. It's been sunny all day. Tomorrow it's going to get warmer. They say in the seventies back again. So we uh, enjoyed whatever cold weather we had for a little right, bit. Right, I'm set for golf on Monday. <laughs> so and hopefully. no rain, I think, in the next few days in the forecast. That's right. So no, no, no. Wednesday and Thursday is rain. Oh, again rain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the temperature going to drop again? Uh, yes, it is. And by the way, if you know, do you know the coldest spot in the U.S.? Mount Vernon, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, that's the one he covered in the news. Mount Vernon, New Hampshire. Minus 160, but you wouldn't chill. I don't even no, know what... No, 103. 103, but the With minute you go out, your, uh, if you don't wear gloves, your uh, fingers uh, yeah, get frostbitten. And I was supposed... That's, that is near one of my clients is up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were going to go there? They, they told me, they warned me not to come this weekend. Oh, good for you. <laughs> mm, yeah, not a good idea. So, that's right. All right, well, so we're winding down the show. Do uh, you have any music for us today? Actually, I could find some. Oh, okay. But uh, meanwhile, you'll have to keep them entertained, Sinchali, which should be not, not very difficult <laughs> for you. Yeah, the, uh, you know, as we were going to start the radio show, we heard about Vani Jairam. Yes, and it's she very shocking. passed away. Yes. And I thought it was just uh, a n- normal passing. Yes. But... Bolere uh, Papihara uh, is hers. Yeah, exactly. So in Goodi, she sang that song. And I think even Hamko Man Ki Shakti Dena. Yeah. Maybe that's She might also, have it. That because also. Because those are the Goodi songs. And, right, uh, right. I became an instant fan of hers after listening to that song. So, oh, yes. Yeah. But you uh, can maybe play a song by Vani Jairam. Uh, yeah, Jawahar. Jawahar. Yeah. Okay. Bolere Papihara yeah. from Goodi. Right. That would be uh, uh, paying be a some uh, uh, tribute. Yeah, but uh, I think the news report that you mentioned uh, has uh, uh, made they her suspe- suspicious death. Maybe made so they're investigating. Know. So yes. I hope it's not anything out of the ordinary. Right. No foul play involved. That yeah. would be very sad because yeah, she wasn't that old. That's true. And then... Uh, you know, the songs that she sang were mm-hmm. quite... Uh, uh, classical. You know, classical. Based, And yes. good, but... Uh, uh, but there weren't too many of them that came True, to the public's know, attention. Because in those days, you know, Lata and Asha ruled, so not yeah. too many people. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I found the song, so we're going to play it. And Wonderful. then we're going to go off the air. Guys, uh, this is... Uh, 
It's been a joy having to spend our afternoon with you, with sharing all this information that we had. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and we will see you next Saturday. That's she right. Was, she was 77. So, oh, yeah. okay. okay. So be safe and uh, enjoy the weekend. And, and we're going to uh, experience some drone flying. Yeah, looking forward to it. And folks, keep tuning in every Saturday from 3 to 6 for Indo-American News. We hope we're doing uh, some service by, you know, sharing all the wealth of information. Thank you so much.